if anything goes wrong, I'm able to message my um, contractor and give them the tenant's phone number. And that way I'm not the middleman. And I'll just say, go look into this, take care of it. Let me know. Welcome to the Break Free Real Estate Podcast, your daily guide to financial freedom through real estate. I'm your host, Jocelyn Kaufman, and I'm here with my co-host, David Robinson. And today, David and I are going to talk about how to self-manage a property. So if you haven't done so already, make sure you go and listen to our episode yesterday because we talked about how to manage your books for free, and that could give you a good head start to this episode. So for self-managing a rental, I personally self-manage all well, most of my rentals. I have a control problem if you don't know already. And I like to know what's going on, who's paying, why they're not paying. I like to know everything because it's my property and I feel like I'm going to take more pride in that property and I'm going to treat it better than a company would. Um, and I do actually have a property manager for a threeplex in another state. And so far, I do not like it because they are not as um, proactive as I would be, which is okay because they have a lot of other properties and I understand it's a business. But that is the reason why I self-manage. So not only do I self-manage properties that are close to me, but I also self-manage properties that are out of state. And um, I'm going to kind of give you guys a brief uh, introduction slash outline of how I do that. So first things first, hopefully you listened to the last episode. I manage my own books. Through doing that, I can see who's paid, why they haven't paid. Um, I can track all the expenses. And that way I can always look at that and know exactly where I'm at financially. I also have a separate bank account for each property. So for payments, my tenants can either pay online or they can make a direct deposit at the local bank. So either way they pay, um, they're able to get their money and they have no excuses. And I don't need to be there collecting a check um, in person from them. So those are the two ways they pay. I'm able to see it. I also use a software called Inigo, and I'll link it in the show notes. Inigo is actually free, so and I love it. I've used different softwares. I've used softwares you have to pay for, and this is by far the best one I've used. And their customer support is great, which is um, a huge advantage. Anytime I have a problem, I send them an email. They have it resolved within 24 hours. Um, so anyway, so I use that. On Inigo, I'm able to send the tenant a lease online and it even has like a dot loop type uh, fill-in PDF filler and signing software that I can send the tenant a lease. After I send the tenant a lease and they send it back, then I send them usually a LBP disclosure because all my properties are older than 1967 or whatever it is. And lead-based paint disclosure. Yep. And then I also send them a seller, a property disclosure, a property disclosure. Again, I do this different than property managers. I, what I do is I put the address of the property and the date, and I just take a bunch of pictures of the unit, put them on there. I put in some descriptions when it was professionally clean, when the carpets were cleaned, um, anything that is wrong or good with the property. And then we both sign it. So I do all that online. 
And then after that, then they can either pay over Indigo or they can pay on um, at the bank. So that's paying and leases. And then anytime there's a something that goes wrong, I just have a team in place. So for my out-of-state properties, I have a contractor, I have a plumber, I have a yard and slash maintenance guy. And then I also have like a part-time kind of a property manager, but she um, just kind of does what I ask her to do for the week. And so if anything goes wrong, I'm able to message my um, contractor and give them the tenant's phone number. And that way I'm not the middleman. And I'll just say, go look into this, take care of it. Let me know. Um, and because I have that great relationship, I after I put the tenant on that contractor, I know it's going to get done within a few days. And then I don't have to worry about it. With my uh, property manager that I have part-time, all I do is we share a Apple note and I just put stuff to the note each week and she checks them off. And so that's pretty much the simplest way that I have found to self-manage is just, especially out of state, is have people who um, can complete these small tasks and you're just the the manager. And really, I would say I prob on my properties, I probably only work four to five hours a week just on my properties. And even that's probably high. Um, I try to only work like four days a month on my properties. Um, and then obviously like emergencies, I'm, I'm texting back or um, sending my contractor to that person, but that, you know, it's just going to happen. Um, and then the other thing too is just creating a great relationship with your tenants so that they know that they should take care of the property and you will take care of them as as your tenant. So with all those things, I've found that self-managing, even out of state is easy. My in-state properties, I go to personally. I don't have anyone part-time <laughs> completing a checklist, um, but I still, again, have a contractor I work with and um, I I am retired from working on my own property. So that was that was an exciting step. So that's how I self-manage my properties. Um, again, go listen to our episode, uh, our last episode on how to manage your books for free. And there's a cool resource in there. It's a property management um, software. And if, if you, not software spreadsheet, it's kind of like software though, honestly, it's pretty good. Um, if you go to breakfreerealestate.com slash PM spreadsheet, you'll you'll find it and you can download it for free. So, David, sorry, I soapboxed again. <laughs> Do you no, want to? This is this is your alley. You crushed this. So, uh, uh, great tips, great suggestions. The coolest thing about this is that it can be done. Like Jocelyn has proven that she not only is uh, managing her rental properties here locally where she lives, but also in a completely different state. So it can be done and it can be done inexpensively. That being said, self-management is not right for every investor. The best part about what Jocelyn is doing is that she's really collecting an additional 7 to 10% of what she would be paying to a property management company to do everything and take this off her plate. But for some of you, you're not in that situation where you have an extra four or five hours per week or you. this may, uh, uh, you know, her going through everything that she's doing may actually be a deterrent for you wanting to get started in real estate. I'm just here to tell you that you don't have to do it that way. 
There is an alternative. Yes, it does cost money. You're going to be paying a prop, a professional property manager 7 to 10% of your income, which absolutely will cut back on cash flow, but it's your time versus uh that that percentage that you're paying the property management company. And so just know that this is uh an option for those that are the ones that want to do it themselves. They want to increase their cash flow per month. And they have the time and the energy and the wherewithal to implement what Jocelyn has done here. The alternative is to hire a competent and quality third-party property management and uh, have them take all of this, almost all of this off your plate. You still have to manage the manager to a certain extent, um, but they will take off the vast majority of these tasks that are necessary to really keep uh, a property functioning at a high level. So I just add that little caveat there. Awesome. Awesome. And when you're starting out too, when when you have a duplex or a fourplex, or maybe you have a mother-in-law and you're living in half of it and renting out the other, I encourage you to at least try to do it yourself for a little bit. Um, obviously, make sure you have the right tools and resources. But if you're trying to do it yourself, then when you do have a property manager down the line, if you've built a portfolio, then you know what they should be doing. Um, and you know how to manage your property manager. Because if you have no idea the the systems and the processes, then you're probably going to not really know what's going on all the time. And so worse, in the least, it, like the worst case scenario, make sure that you have a good idea of what goes on, even if you are going to hire a property manager. Um, and then last tip is just try to automate everything that you can. Um, the reason I'm able to do this on top, the reason I'm able to self-manage on top of being a realtor, on top of being a podcast host, on top of writing a book is because I have automated everything. I've systemized it and I have systems in place. I have um, a bunch of docs my property manager or contractor can look at and see this This is the process that I'm taking. This is when I tell Jocelyn about this. And so I've taken it all off my plate. So all I really have to do is work those four days a week um, because of the systems that I've created. So if you are self-managing, then make sure to create systems and automate as much as possible. Otherwise, you're going to go crazy. If you are a new investor, try to at least research as much, much as possible. And then if you just do not have the time and you have enough money, then do what David said and get a property manager because the 10% is worth it um, because it's going to save you a ton of time. It's probably going to allow you to have better tenants as well if you don't know what you're doing um, when finding tenants. And more than anything, I would just reiterate the fact that like, if this idea of self-management is a deterrent from you getting started and investing in real estate, then go ahead and get after it with third-party property management. Don't let self-management or the, the idea of having to self-manage uh, be a deterrent from you getting started. So whatever you choose to do, whatever is right for you, still, the number one thing is to get started today. Yeah, exactly. And remember too, David and I are managing a lot more than one or two units. Um, managing one unit, it's going to be a lot easier for a property manager to come on or a duplex. It's going to be a lot easier for you to do if you choose to. And so that really should be no reason for you guys to um, stop yourself from getting started. It it will work itself out. You will either do a great job or you will get a property manager. And as long as you just get started and you find the right property, then 
you're not going to have any problems. Well, you'll have some problems, but not that many. (laughs) (laughs) You can work through them. Yes. Well, that's it for today. For more daily investing tips and real estate secrets, don't forget to visit breakfreerealestate.com and make sure to like, subscribe, and share our podcast. We will see you tomorrow.